0: What's up? It's me, Adri V, the go getter, and I want to welcome you to the G Code podcast. You see, this is a place you go to to get the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. There is always a story to be told, and everything that glitter ain't gold. So understand this: there is no need for the cheat code when you got the G Code. So get your notebooks and pens ready. It's time for us to get into it. Welcome to the G Code. You are now listening to the G-code with Adri V. It's a go get a road call. I hope you're all checked in. And if you are listening in, I want you to tag a friend, tell a friend, text a friend, and share with a friend. This week's G-Code podcast brought to you by, of course, me, Adri V. None other than um your host with the most alright so listen I don't know which day this is this is number umpteen, 11 day of the quarantine um, but I hope you all are locked in I really hope that you have been productive with this time allowing your creative juices to flow allowing yourself to tap into some things you didn't really get a chance to do vegging out just a little bit relaxing doing some self care and most importantly catching up on the G-Code podcast if you haven't listened in a while (laughs) I know for me um, with this pandemic happening I had to remove myself from the news for a moment um, and kind of redirect my energy to a particular place to focus in on different information and information that would really one prepare me during this time um, to catapult me to another place when I get out of this pandemic Um, information that was sharpening the tools I have and information that will actually help me to learn new skills. So I had to really redirect it because I began to get very fearful of what was happening around me the storylines, people getting sick, you know, and especially once they released the information pertaining to the numbers of how many African American people are being impacted by COVID-19, dying of COVID-19 and how it also have to do with some of our pre conditions. Um, so that really just takes me back to health is wealth and wanting to make sure I'm not only you know, uh, financially, financially, stable but wanted to be mentally physically and emotionally stable because all those play a part to ensure that you are taking care of yourself but this is not a self care podcast this week but more of a review now if you have not been glued to social media I don't know what's going on with you because I'm starting to feel like social media is the new pay per view what I mean by that is I get on Instagram and or Facebook there's some kind of live happening and in each live, it's like there's certain channels you're going to get. If I go to Tory Lane's live video, I'm probably going to get like an uncut video of some girl shaking her butt. It's, it takes me back to tip drill on BET, uncut, you know, used to come on late night. And yeah, so then I could go to somebody else's and they're having a dialogue with a friend and then they realize that people are actually sitting in the live listening to them and then the conversation changes. And what I normally do is when I get into somebody live and who has... like 20 or less people in it, and that means they can really see me and acknowledge my comments. I leave a comment that's like pertaining to their backgrounds, (laughs) like, oh, your house is really nice, or I like that tree, or I like your t-shirt, like something that's very interesting. And I thought it was so funny because someone's seen It's like, oh, it's the it's the radio lady. (laughs) I was like, Did you say radio lady? Like I'm I'm older or something. I don't know. It took me back just a moment, but also I had to talk about how I spent my birthday during this quarantine I had a marvelous birthday I turned 33 and I feel weird kind of saying that because for a moment I was really in this place of like I don't want to discuss age anymore I'm getting old I haven't hit certain benchmarks in my life that I wanted to hit you know my life kind of have sh- flipped and shifted and flipped upside down and I got a story about how I became this go-getter that I am today um you know Prince Bel Air <laughs> you get it okay alright bringing it back Um. so for my birthday I was very upset because I planned to be and um, if you hear me and I'm kind of nasal it's because I have a cold it's not COVID um, my nose is running and I think more so my allergies are kicking and not a cold but I um, had an amazing birthday I had a cake made by Mr. Nixon who is a gentleman who used to make these amazing cakes back in the day and his daughter is one of my um, I would say like a mentor to me when I was in high school and she made sure he made a cake for me and it really made my day um, I had a seafood boil and surf and turf and I made it y'all so I'm coming out of this cooking things I ain't never cooked before like I'm ready to be somebody's wife again you yes I'm getting ready you gotta prepare your table and prepare yourself for the things that you desire you feel me so this time is really a preparation time and that's like what I have you know deemed it it's kind of like the the slingshot effect where you pull things back in order to catapult it forward and I feel like that is what's happening for me in this pandemic um and so had a great birthday and it just really and I went live um, I went live DJing on Facebook super proud of myself and my tagline is you know I'm not a DJ I just like to play music because I'm really not there I can't mix um, <laughs> I can like scratch I'm not great at blending just yet but I built up enough nerve in that day I think it was the liquid courage of wine that really um, pushed me to do so but I did it so that's what's been going on with me but I wanted to speak more so about... um social media so if you haven't been paying attention to social media for a moment on Saturday week right before Easter um, everybody was talking about the Clark sisters and if you don't know who the Clark sister is sisters are they are the phenomenal ladies of gospel who gives life to every song um, they are prolific Grammy award winning nominated artists um, and recently Lifetime put together a bio put a biopic of the clark sisters um the ladies of what was, that, what was the line darn it I'm, I'm forgetting just that quick lord have mercy um they are yes there you go the first ladies of gospel the clark sisters biopic now if you know anything about lifetime when they do people biopics normally it is terrible it is disgusting it is like uh, the the actors are terrible the acting is terrible and the depiction of the story is just all all around terrible so when they said they were coming out to do this i was slightly concerned because i'm like yo this is the clark sisters y'all done butchered so many other biopics like oh my god like i think god is gonna strike you down if you don't get this right but then when they released that the the executive producers was queen latifah missy elliott mary j blige i knew that we were going to make sure that this biopic was going to be right okay like righteous correct and making sure that we did it justice and i must say that in 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 my opinion the biopic absolutely was done justice. Now, if you are not familiar with the Clark sisters, I need you to look them up. They consist of Karen Clark Shear, Dorinda Clark Cole, Twinkie Clark, Jackie Clark Chisholm, and once upon a time, Denise Clark was a sister who uh, was a part of the group, but in the movie, you will see that she (laughs) removed herself from the group and then came back during the funeral, and I don't want to get into telling the story, and the purpose of me discussing it today (laughs) Ooh, please forgive me guys Ooh (laughs) <laughs> Please forgive me. Um, discussing it today is because watching the biopic, it resonated with me in so many areas. And I really wanted to discuss this. And I just have three things. Just three things. Tell your neighbor three things. Yes, three things that I want to discuss. And of course, with the G-Code podcast, we talk about the pretty, to ugly, and the grind to success. Um, every story has yet to be told and everything that good or ain't go. So understand this. There's no need for the cheat code when you have the G-Code. And I felt like in this story, in this biopic, their mother who is the late great Dr. Maddie Moss Clark um, she really gave you the g-code to success with her daughters she was an example to them she demanded excellence from them she wouldn't take any excuses from them she had values and morals set in her house and was not going against it and you had to play by these particular rules that she had she was like the joe jackson um, in the industry but a woman who didn't take no stuff and the hard part is when we when i look at the story and i you know i really just go over it you know it it really depicts and it resonates with me because we we talk about coming from humble beginnings we talking about having to navigate and um, overcome physical abuse um having to navigate navigate and overcome someone trying to downplay you as a woman and tell you you know either you're not good enough or that you are only good for this and I'll get into details about that um, and just so many times that even in the church how women are not looked at as equal as men in a sense of being able to position themselves um, in the church and and particularly with this one they were talking about the church of God in Christ in the story you know of course there are some things that are Uh, you know exaggerated um, could have been just words that were just put in there to kind of gain a storyline but being able to see the storyline of the late great Dr. Maddie Moss Clark was a woman who I believe I am you know a woman who has a dream who has a goal and, and it's going to stop at nothing to go get it and in this, um, there are a few things that I noticed with this woman that I, that I took away. And it's just three things that I really want to focus in on um, on this particular podcast that that resonated with me. And one of them was um, do not allow your ambition to be shunned by someone who do not see it as good there was a part in the movie when she was upstairs talking to her husband and he was a pastor at the time and he later became a bishop and so in this in this scene they're in the bedroom and he's be sharing with her you know about his frustrations with her um her schedule how she spending so much time with the girls um and she's constantly traveling right and for her positioning in the church she had to travel to go and teach other choirs to do workshops and she would bring her daughter along with her to play the organ for her um, and her husband was frustrated with it because she's a first lady but her she was never playing her role as a first lady she wasn't at the, the dinners or the brunches and at the events that he had to be at with his first lady by his side and that is what he wanted and he shared his frustration with her and in the midst of sharing his frustration there came a part where he laid his hands on her but before it got to that he said something and it, and it shook my core and he said that doesn't look good on you and she said what he said ambition and that shook me and I just thought to myself beyond the physical abuse the abuse that you have to take from someone who could be your significant other someone that you love to look down on your dreams your goals and even your ambitions and to tell you that that ambition you have does not look good on you when he said that there's a part of me that dropped a tear because I think about as a woman when we're shared and told in this world to be soft and we're told to submit and we're told to let a man be a man and let him lead and in all these components I get it I I I get both sides of the aspects um But when you have a spouse or someone who you quote unquote love and do not see your ambition as something that is good, it's hard to love that person back because it makes you feel like somewhere in there you're trying to shun me and what it is that I am, the gift that I have and what is it I know I'm caught here to do on this earth. And then later in the movie, if you have yet to see it, um, she confronts her ex because she later divorces this um, her husband um, and she stands up to let them know how she feel. And and that, and that was a moment for me that I took pride in because so many times you can just, yes, sir, listen, obey, um, and not necessarily peak your, speak your piece because sometimes you haven't built up the confidence to speak on the fact that I enjoy my ambition. I love what I do. I am confident. And what I do, and I appreciate the fact that I'm doing it. And if you can't acknowledge it, then something is wrong with your eyes. And that's pretty much what she said. I kind of just gave my own interpretation. But, you know, that was one aspect of the movie that really struck me, um, and that I wanted to discuss that, you know, so many times. As women, and I'm speaking to my ladies, and I'm speaking to my men because men, you can be with a woman who do not see the greatness in you, who do not support you in your dreams and your goals, and may not also push you to that place. Um, and it's important to, when you decide to pick a spouse, that this spouse can see your ambitions as their ambitions, that your spouse could want to see your things, your dreams, your goals to come to fruition just as much as you do. And that is imperative for you to be able to allow your dreams and goals to come true because the last thing you want and you need is for someone to try to hold you back from your greatness and decide not to invest in it but to try to tear you down from it and i felt like when that man said that doesn't look good on you and she said what And he said ambition Oh that did something to me And I almost threw my shoe at (laughs) My shoe at the freaking television Okay so that was one thing I wanted to discuss That I really took away from What I took away from the movie The second thing is Having someone who can see the greatness in you and, And are relentless to pull it out This mother, similar to the Joe Jackson stories, and she was not as crazy as Joe Jackson, Joe Jackson, but she demanded that these ladies showed up and gave excellence and anything less was unacceptable. And so many times I remember, you know, growing up and having family members, mentors to demand for me to do things over to demand for me to step up in a certain kind of way to demand for me to do things how they know I can and I will get frustrated with them picking on me and I used to think they were picking on me right and just always being hard on me but the thing is they seen something in me before I seen it so they were pulling at the thing that was in me because they were demanding for it to come out because they knew if it comes out that that's the greatness that's going to take me to where I want to go and that was the same thing that this mother did with her daughters she took her daughters and she woke them up in the morning taught them three part harmony. Push the vocal cords to the extreme. Push them to be excellent. To show up and to show out. To give their all. And she wouldn't accept it. Okay, if you sing it for the Lord, you're gonna sing for the Lord. You're gonna uplift somebody. You're gonna believe what you're saying. And if you watch those videos and you play it back and you hear the testimonies of her daughters speaking about their mother. You can tell that she did it not only because she seen something great in her daughters and she had dreams and goals for her kids but she knew that they can do it and knowing that they can do it and believing in them was one part of the battle but then getting them to show up and to pull it all out of them was another part of the battle so my second part to you is that if you have somebody in your life who is willing to go the extra mile to pull your greatness out of you do not combat them do not go against them no they're not picking on you no they're not just being hard on you no they're not just being mean no they're not just being malicious whatever it is you take it as They are trying to pull out of you the greatness that they see in you. I was one who used to feel that kind of way when my mentor used to be on me or when my mother would be on me. And I just like, you're just so mean. And it's like, no, they're not being mean. They're trying to get you to see the greatness in you. So I want to encourage you to not push those People away from you that come into Your life that will not just yes ma'am You that will not just You know allow you to just Deal with the status quo but will challenge You that will push you to the limit That will say hey have you tried it this way That will encourage you to keep going but To go all the way and to go hard Do not discount those People in your life and do not remove them or Push them away because these are the people That you need that will be the thorn in your side The people that will piss you the hell off to push you to do something so yet you can just say hey i proved you wrong and all along they played you because that's exactly what they were trying to get you to do anyway actually how i know because i have had people in my life to do me like that but i redirected the information that they were giving me and the emotions that they had towards me and i looked at it from a place of being mean and angry versus constructive criticism and them just wanting the best for me Now that I know I choose to do better, I choose to respond from love, I choose to respond from a positive place and see the cup is half full and not half empty and not allowing the fact that what they did pissed me off, but it was a necessary push. I need you to acknowledge and be thankful for the thorns in your side and although this mother was mean and these girls felt like she just want them to do this because it's her dreams or whatever the case it was she just knew that they can be great and she was pulling the greatness out of them and then when you look at the story and see where some of the ladies end up or things happen to them when they didn't necessarily listen to their mama yeah you know why and that's another thing <laughs> part 2.1, okay? Listen to the people that are in your life for sound wisdom. My mother has told me many times about things. I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm doing my own thing. And then I come back and I'm like, dang, my mama really told me right. So, when they sharing people who have wisdom people who are in your life you know like the like the doctor like great maddie moss clark you know take what they're saying and just let it marinate for a moment let it just simmer in your spirit for you to be able to pick out okay what do i see what do they see how do i see this with it How was their perspective on that? So you could take these into consideration because sometimes as a millennial, as a teenager, even as an adult who hasn't matriculated and matured yet, We still can do dumb things, okay? And make dumb mistakes. And everything boils down to choices. So number one, of course, is to make sure that you are affiliated and connected to a spouse and to someone who's going to speak into your life and not try to diminish who you are trying to be in your life. Number two is to acknowledge and to keep those people in your life who are the pushers. I'm your pusher. You heard the beat? Yeah, I'm going back to the clips. Um who are those people in your life those are people you need to challenge you they are the thorns in your side okay and number three number three is something that I am digging my heels in more and more and more is that family over everything these ladies are sisters and no matter what what ups and downs you will have okay with your family at the end of the day we bleed the same blood and there's sometimes people could say you know there are some people who may be family um and i don't bang with them for whatever reason yes but i will say this however you choose to define family family being people that you are born with or family that you choose love on these people and appreciate them And make sure you got their backs. You know, when I looked at the story and then I look at how they have grown and the women that they are now, you know, I never knew that it was an additional sister. You know, a Denise Clark. I never knew nothing about her because I just acknowledged the Clark sisters for who they showed up as musically um, when they showed up in different concerts. And me never dating back and going back into their archives. I just listened to you know the songs that I I hear in church. You know, I add to my playlist with them, but never really digging into their history. So this biopic really got really got me into learning about them and wanting to know more about them. And what I love most was that um, Kiki shared played her mother you know and I know Kiki shared because of course she's we we almost the same age and you know which then pushes me to want to learn more about her mama um, because the you know what's in the cake is in the crumb and of course she could sing great because her mama could sing great but as I get back to family you know their family had their ups and downs Um, things were happening individually and sometimes as a family member you know you will veer off things will happen we get into these things of like you know I don't want to discuss what's going on in my own household because even within your family you build your own families Um and things could get blurred you know and I feel like when Nisi left the group there was somewhat of a grudge it seemed like because when she showed up at the mother's funeral the depiction or this was embellished um, that she wasn't quite welcome and then it kind of got into a fight at the end and it just made me sad because I'm just like man it's so important that as family members that we have to stick together Um, we could have you know differences of opinion we can have issues but somewhere we have to figure out how to immediately get back on track to learn to forgive and to move forward as I look at our current day of having to deal with the pandemic um, and people losing their lives left and right it's hard to want to hold a grudge like I cannot hold a grudge anymore I'm at a place in my life where I want to quickly release anger. I want to quickly release holding a grudge. And I don't want to have anger in my heart towards anybody because one, I'm trying to get into the gates. (laughs) Secondly, that that holds you back from growing. And so as family members, um, whether you are family that you're born with in the same blood or family that you choose, Um, And and even with friendship, it's imperative that we learn to love each other more. I think it was one of the quotes in there when she said to one of the sisters that you're so hard to love. And she said, you guys are never hard to love. You're my sisters. And and as I look at love, I have created a new way of looking at love to where I'm I'm telling people I don't even know, like, oh, I love you, you know, because sometimes people need to hear that. And, And it's imperative that we do love everybody. And and I am getting to the place of wanting to love someone with a, a deep love, like an agape love that I love you on a whole nother level. Right. And that's how I feel now when it comes to us having to deal with family members life is so short you don't want the last day with them to be the last time you can tell them and so I want to encourage you to give the people in your life their flowers where they are still living I want to encourage you to release the grudges that you may have with people um, the anger that you may have with people the disappointment that you may have with people because similar to the storylines that was looking at the Clark sisters everybody individually was dealing with their own issues that we wasn't even aware of one of the sisters wanted to commit suicide the other sister you know had to go through um physical health issues um the other sister had a mental health break, a mental breakdown another sister was mad because she felt like she was getting the short end of the stick and you never know how people internalize issues internalize certain circumstances and situations and looking at things from a different perspective and so many times we can look at it only from our point of view only from our lens from our P you know POV and not look at it from somebody else's and didn't be upset because there's a there's a a break in communication there's a miscommunication there's not an understanding and so if we decide to come to the table knowing that first and foremost i love you i have an agape love for you you're my family or you're my friend and so whatever this issue is i want to get through it with you and figure out how do we deal and move forward from here um and be able to understand that It's FOE Family over everything Friends over everything And being able to cherish those relationships um, You know And as I look at where they are now As sisters They're still on the stage performing They're still having fun with each other Joking and laughing Telling these stories And I just look back like Wow that's that's amazing Through all their trials and tribulations That each of them had to go through um, Losing their mother And, and you know issues within their family they still stuck together and it's important that in this present day that as families as a community as friends we have to figure out how to stick together because as we stick together we're able to do better with each other so These are my quick three takeaways that I had by watching the biopic of the Clark Sisters um, The First Ladies of Gospel produced by Missy Elliott Queen Latifah and Mary J. Blige and I will say I enjoyed it I watched it three times and I tell you why I watched it three times (laughs) I I got a chance to see the ending um, so I only got a chance to see bits and pieces one day then the next day I went back and watched it from the beginning up to the part um, up into one part but I missed like some parts in between then I had to watch it, watch it again from the very beginning to the very ending and each time those particular areas really just blared out to me um, because their story was just so prolific um, just speaking about the plight of a black woman in the church um, being more visible um, womanhood in the black church womanhood period having to be a, she, would, she was married you know I was married and having to get a divorce and how you have to deal and internalize having a divorce um, and dealing with that as a woman and figuring out how then do you get back into society um, and then she was a single mother at that. Um, how are you going to deal with your children? Uh, how do you carry yourself? And then being alone in the house at times when all her girls were getting married and moving on and moving out and I can only imagine the different things and still being a woman of dignity and carrying herself in such a way and demanding still that her daughters <laughs> okay her daughters still show up with a skirt on you can't wear pants in my house. It was, it was just such a beautiful biopic that it really had me looking at things in so many different ways. Um, which is why I had to give you my three points of what I took away from the biopic amongst, you know, so many, so many things um, showed so many nuances of the view of the black woman and just really how powerful we are and how many hats we have to wear. And also having to figure out how to balance your power amongst people who don't want your power to be present. You get what I'm saying, so yes. Um, if you watch the Clark Sisters, I want your I want your opinion, your depiction, um, your thoughts on it. Feel free to email me at um, info at adrivthegogetter.com. dot um, Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at all things adrivthegogetter. That's A to the D, R to the Um, Make sure you follow the podcast on Instagram, um, and then also like the the page on Facebook at the G code podcast with Adri V. Um, This year I'm really excited to be bringing in some giveaways, some sponsorships and some great opportunities for us to continue to connect. So if you got any questions that you would love for me to answer I will do so. Just shoot me an email. You want to shoot me a text 21470ADRIV that is also possible too and most importantly um, I appreciate you for getting to the G code. Sharing is caring. So if you feel like this is a blessing to your life, I gave some input to something I didn't get too preachy in this joint (laughs) feel free to share 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 it and most importantly download and leave me a review let me know your thoughts on that next week I'll definitely be tapping in with some go-getters who are <laughs> quarantined like me and out here pushing and getting doing their doing their thing in the industry i'm not going to tell you exactly who just yet but i just want to say you want to make sure you tapped in all right my go-getters i appreciate you for locking in with me I pray that you are doing well, that you are staying healthy during this quarantine, and that you are being productive and intentional with your time, and most importantly, that you stay locked into the G-Code. I love you so much for listening, and as always, welcome to the G-Code. Be sure to subscribe to the G-Code Podcast, find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio and all places a podcast lives. Also download AJV, the Go-Getter app on your Google Play and or your iTunes app store for free and always get the G-Code Podcast at your fingertips. Want to catch up on the G-Code Podcast? Well, go to www.ajvthegogetter.com and also subscribe on SoundCloud and YouTube. Remember, you can check a new episode out each and every Wednesday as we get you over the hump with the g code i was born in the g-code with in my blood matter of fact you just triggered a level orange g-code security threat that's g-code